What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, well, did you, you know, what, like, did you drink today? Because sometimes when you drink, excuse me, no, I haven't had anything to drink today. Maybe the problem is that you broke my heart into a million pieces, and so my cock doesn't want to be around you anymore, okay? Ever! Because you know what? I just realized you're the goddamn devil! And now your host, Ashley Weller. <laughs> Welcome, fellow humans, for an episode about breakups. I know exactly what that's from. <laughs> I think we were talking about it. It was one of the movies we mentioned. Earlier. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. God! Great breakup movie. We're actually going to talk about breakup movies towards the end of the podcast. I was trying to find like the scene where he's... Showing his full dick. That's like, a great a quote scene. from that one, but I couldn't find a good quote. But that one's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh god, that movie is so good. If you think about it, that's the official breakup. She broke up with him, and then yeah, they were fooling around, and he broke up with her. Yeah, we're also going to talk about having sex with your ex. So that movie literally is is verbatim what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about hand puppets and Dracula. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be excited there for a second. Uh, welcome, everybody. I got an overwhelming majority of listeners and uh, fellow humans that asked for a breakup episode. And so I decided that I was going to do one. I've actually been planning this episode for kind of a while, oddly enough. I keep getting things on my 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 Instagram feed about like how to survive a breakup and like five signs that it's time to break up because I follow all these wellness pod or wellness pages and psychology pages and um, a friend of mine recently went through a breakup um, and it got me thinking of you know what's the best way to handle getting your heart ripped out of your fucking chest stomped on pissed on, kicked to the curb, ran over by a semi, picked up by the wheels of that semi, thrown off the L.A. Bridge into the river, down to the Pacific Ocean, eaten by a great white shark, shat out, spit up on the beach in some seaweed, and then stepped on by a little kid. Wow. (laughs) It's just kind of how breakups feel. Very visual. A lot of times, yeah. Um, who hurt you, Ashley? <laughs> Who hurt you? Well, we're going to talk about that too, producer. Okay. Um, what's your worst breakup? We're going right into it? Yeah, just give me it. You don't got like a stat of the day? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. You let me do my process. Okay. What's I, just, your, I just press record, people. I just want you to tell your worst breakup. Uh, it's going to hook the listener. What's your worst breakup? Um, like the one that hurt <laughs> the most. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 going in between two of them that where I was broken up with. I think it's the only the two times I've been broken up with. The other times you did the breaking? Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna pick uh Jordan. I'm gonna call her out. I don't remember where actually yeah, no, I remember what her last name is. She uh we were dating for about a month and thought things were going great. And she texted me she sent me a breakup text at like three in the morning. So that's actually interesting because um, the number of people who break up via text is 34%. 34%. 
I called her a coward. I put I put her on blast on Instagram. Thirty four percent of people break up via text. I think that's disgusting. Three in the morning. Like I woke up. Three to in that. the morning. And then didn't she get pregnant like a oh, month yeah. later? Not by me, people. No, 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 no. 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 My friend Josh pranked me. He called me up because it was like, I don't know, pro- not like six, not not, like not, not to throw later. a weird number out, but not about nine months later. Well, no, because no, about maybe a year later, because she. Well, no, she didn't pop the kid out. I don't know. Several months. It could, there's no way it could have been my kid, but my friend mm-hmm. Josh calls me up because he had um, was like kind of seeing her roommate too. I don't know. And he's like, "Hey, dude, Jordan's pregnant." I was like, "What the fuck? Are you what?" what? Like my brain started freaking out, and then my, I started doing the math. And I'm like, "Wait a second, not with me? <laughs> Who?" And she's like, "Yeah, she just started dating some new guy, and they." like a month into it. So I dodged a bullet there. So one of the stories I got from the Instagram people um, who submitted their worst breakup stories, by the way, I asked all of you to do that. And so many of you were like, no, like you responded to the question and just said, I'm not giving it to you. Then don't respond. <laughs> like, but somebody responded and said she was dating somebody for years and he went home to Ohio for a visit. Like I go to Seattle to visit my family. He broke up with her. And a week later was engaged to someone in Ohio that was like a high school sweetheart. How does that happen? I don't know. So weird. Love is weird. Love is weird. People are weird. I got the worst breakup I did to someone. What'd you do? It's my first girlfriend, Nikki Gilbert. Sorry, I'm calling you out too. She's a lovely woman now. She is a lovely woman. She's married and she's great. But I'm sorry I did this to you. It wasn't my idea. Um religion kind of got in the way and she no no disrespect to her i totally respect that and it was just i wanted to get a little bit more you know yeah 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 handsy and she wasn't and and some other things but uh broke up with her over the phone and then uh i don't know remember why how old were you 15 16 my freshman year okay dated for about nine months maybe and uh my mom drove me over her to her house and I think that was what she, she like wanted me to like do, do it, like see her in person or mm-hmm. something. And like we talked and then my mom took both of us to CVS something and got us ice cream and then she dropped her off and then I went home. It That's was, fucking amazing. Uh, it was very awkward though. I guess so, but it, I mean, I ice wanted, cream kind of fixes I just everything. To be over. So, interestingly enough, fifty. So I'm sorry, Nikki. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry then, I got you ice cream. But hey, but on the same side, sorry. Uh, uh, kind of screw you, Nikki, because she went. She was so pissed that she went and dated not one of my my best friend, but one of my friends right away, Aww. John Davis, and Ooh. he didn't ask me, and it was totally just that's bro code, dude. Yeah, man. Fifty-seven percent of people have broken up with someone in person. So I got to tell you, I've been in quite a few relationships. I have never, ever done the breaking up. I have never broken up with anybody. Really? No. And all of them have been in per- in person, face-to-face. Wait, hold on. I can think of, I can think of one guy. What guy? The, all right, actually. The guy. Well, okay, all right, hold on. I have dated, like, seriously, I've dated... Th- three people i've like dated not seriously like 50 people so this this guy (laughs) patrick the the kid who was in the band and he had glasses and when i lived at linda's house no you lived in an apartment over by golden or uh, orange coast college okay and you're remember aaron was that maybe no that's my worst breakup story he broke up with you oh he told me he didn't love me anymore 
Oh, I thought guys, I thought you broke up with him. No, no, it was oh. we lived together. He had named our three children. Apparently, um, told me I didn't need to go to school because I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. I was freaking out. Yeah, the kitchen is where you belong, not the classroom. Clearly. Um, <laughs> he wanted me to wear fake glasses because he liked girls with glasses. These are all signs <laughs> that I should have fucking recognized, but I was 21, 22. I was young. 20, 21. Fake glasses were kind of in at that time, I mean, too. trust me when I tell you I look like a hot librarian with fake glasses on, so I can I get it. But, like, to wear them all the time, that's like you're becoming a different... Like, I get it if you want me to wear them, like, hey, wear those to the bedroom. Like, like Well, now you can play. get away with the uh, it's the blue blocker. I have some. Yeah, now you can get away with I it. I know, yeah. But still, like, don't tell me to change my appearance. He had me cut all my hair off. Do you remember when I cut my hair, like, as short as yours? Vaguely. It was awful. He hated my hair. I probably blacked it out. Thank you. Please don't ever remind me. Never of that. bring it up again. Don't ever bring it up. It again. never happened. Thank you. Um, and I came home one day. It never happened either. How about that, Aaron? <laughs> Remember, he was afraid of birds. <laughs> no, but it, that's true. And I then was, at I his birthday like a one year, high or something. When this, at, bir- as bir- at his birthday one year, you walked up to him with a bird of paradise flower. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, and you were like, "Are you afraid of this?" <laughs> I love me. <laughs> so I come home from work one day, and he's sitting in the living room. And he looks at me and says the inevitable scary thing. We wait, wait, I'll back up. You guys are living together. Oh, yeah. That's so just set the table for everyone. Two no. and a half years we dated. That's you. I let the listener know. Sorry. Two and a half of, years. Out of the 60 guys you've dated, <laughs> I'm rounding up. 60. Whatever. 69. <laughs> um, I definitely have, have broken up with my fair share of guys, but I didn't feel like they were breakups because I didn't feel like I loved them when i think of like a breakup i loved those people oh really that's how i that's kind of how i look at it like if it's not a serious enough relationship for me to love you then i'm all right if you're good to part ways so am i because yeah jordan i we didn't say i love you we hadn't said that yet but i was i wasn't getting quite there i really liked her Mm -hmm. and it was just out of the blue that's why it hurt so bad yeah those are tough when it's just out of nowhere i mean aaron and i had some problems like clearly he wouldn't let me go out with with him when he would drink because he liked to be like get really drunk and then he would have me come pick him up from wherever he was and so like i had started working at claim jumper and i had met some friends and i had actually met kevin and that was in october and then in february um i could tell our relationship was kind of like weird no, not February, January. Our relationship was really weird, and Valentine's Day was coming up, and I hated Valentine's Day. And I walked home, I walked in from work one day, and he goes, the inevitable awful statement, we need to talk. My God. And I knew what was coming, and I knew we should break up, and that wasn't something that I was upset about. I was prepared, because I wanted to do it. I just was too afraid to do it. Um, But the part that sucked was that he said, I don't love you. And I never loved you. I've lied to you every single day. Then I went to my friend's house to drink and cry and curse his name and burn pictures of him and do, you know, the women dance around the trash can so his dick falls off. And I came home the next day and all my shit was gone. He stole everything except the bed because it was too big to take. And he took my clothes out of my dresser put them on the floor, and took my dresser. He left the pots and pans, for irony, I suppose. But he took everything. 
computer, movies, DVD, television, couch, coffee table, everything. And you had definitely owned some of that? We bought them together. I mean, <clears throat> like we bought them together in our relationship. You know, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> Take this guy, you know, send him to the... I know, I know this guy. Send him down to the so river. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the loss of the relationship that hurt. It was that he lied to me for so what long did, and dude? stole two years of my life. Like, that sucked. You win. Yeah. I've also have never had a relationship over a year. Okay. Technically. I uh, dated this girl named Amorette, a.k.a. Ammo. Love Ammo. She's great. Shout out, Ammo. <laughs> I love you, Ammo, but you know you're a little crazy. <laughs> and But you have an, uh, Aren't we all? a beautiful, beautiful, uh, I think, baby girl. She posts photos on Facebook Aww. all the time. And so happy for her. Good. And she's married now. But she, her and I broke up, and then we got back together. And so I think to like if we added it up, there was like a three-month, four-month period where we quote unquote broke up and then we got back together so if you had added all of it up we were over a year but it wasn't we never had like a I've never had a like a year anniversary with someone so a study indicates that 70% of people who break up do not get back together yeah and of the individuals that do get back together only 15% stay together Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom they broke up in 2017. Forgot got, about that. Got back together. They have a kid together. They're super happy. Um, Kevin and I took a break for nine months. I moved away. We weren't technically broken up. I still don't count that as being broken up. But we came back together. Uh, my friend uh, Candace and Tommy. Tommy moved to to New York, and they took a break, and they got back together and got married. So it's totally plausible. But there there is a large majority of people who, when they break up, they don't get back together. You, 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 you kind of get that feeling of like that first few months of dating again. It's like, oh, I remember all this. And yeah. then it's like, oh, wait, I remember well, why I remember I broke why. <laughs> now it's okay. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, I'm going to tell uh, another part of this story. Actually, I'm going I'm to leave st- it. Can we stop real quick and mention our official sponsor? As a matter of fact, we can. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, um, since deal. our last podcast... I don't know why podcast, we off the I don't either, actually. Since our last podcast, uh, we have obtained an official sponsor, one who we have mentioned on the show numerous times, and we're fortunate enough to record um, a podcast uh, at their establishment, Four Sons Brewing in Huntington Beach. Please go check out the episode that we do with Devin, the uh, the eldest brother. Um, he was gracious enough to let us come in and socially distanced by giving us a VIP area and told us all about brewing and all the hookups that have happened at the bar and played the 69 game with us and then was so nice when I asked if they would be our official sponsor. You kind of forced him, but... I know. We put him on the spot. You get, you get free... It's not like, okay, so behind the curtain, we're not getting paid. No, we're not getting paid. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you always were always kind of getting free beer because they it were, and it wasn't like fifty fifty, and it was yeah. You definitely pay. You definitely yeah. put in your fair share. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's the the give and take there. Absolutely. One of those and I love supporting them. I don't. Yeah. I, I I still even to this even if like he was just kidding or whatever. And like last night at trivia, uh, they she charged me for two beers. But when I went to pay, Drew was like, "Why is there?" No, <laughs> got rid of it. And I was like, oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, the, they are amazing and uh, they are an official sponsor um, and you should check them out. They have beers for everybody. Right now they have a really great boysenberry milkshake IPA. It's 
ridiculous. It's so good. It's like a beer fl- boysenberry float. Yeah. Like, that's melted. Yeah. But it's like... Oh. It's, and they have yeah. a, a triple berry sour. That's really good. Shut up. No. Um, so Four Sons in Huntington Beach off Gothard and Ellis for all your beer needs. What's their slogan? They got a slogan, don't they? I mean, handcrafted. Four Sons. Come get some beer. <laughs> that's okay. it. That's uh, the official uh, what's your position the, slogan for that's them. That's the slogan for them. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm not ready. We need to talk. It's not you, it's me. You're too good for me. I can't. I'm sorry. Are these Justin Don't Bieber? Hate me. Are these Justin Bieber lyric or uh, song titles? No, these are these are words people say when they're about ready to break up with you. Uh, breakups fucking suck. The, it just they suck, yeah. right? Um, the pain of ending an emotional po- part of your life, somebody that you've invested your time and your emotions, you've planned a future with them maybe, um, maybe if that future just included brunch. I mean, <laughs> like you've invested a piece of yourself in them, you've left a toothbrush at their house, you've met their dog. Um, it's inevitable when you break up with someone that you're going to be in pain, but you do not need to suffer. Breakups hurt they crush your chest. They make your heart and your bowels twist. They make you not want to eat. They make you cry at the worst times. Um, <laughs> when you think about it, sometimes it actually feels like someone has died. Um, it may not have been a person. It may not have existed physically, but it was in your head. And now it's dead. So you should grieve. Grieving should happen. <laughs> or let you down. This is serious stuff, Ashley. I'm sorry. Continue. Our listeners need to be informed about breakups. The grieving part is going to happen no matter what. But it will fade with time. And I know that people say time heals all wounds. It's really the unfortunate truth is that the only thing that's going to get you through the feelings that you're experiencing is time. Um, You could even... You could even say that time and, you know, fucking somebody else could help you or time and going out with your friends can help you. There are other things, of course, that are going to help. But making yourself suffer and putting yourself in agony by scrolling through their Instagram feed or constantly letting questions go around in your head. Why did I not see it coming? Why couldn't I make it work? Why do I only fall in love with assholes? Why didn't he want me? Why didn't I want her? Why wasn't I good enough? Why am I so unlovable? What's wrong with me? You've been the one. You've been the one for me. You bring in all these bad memories of Sorry. Sorry. Thanks, James. What? He's such a asshole. It's really important that you don't unnecessarily suffer. So don't use the following terms. Deserve. When someone says, I deserve better, or I don't deserve better, or he doesn't deserve me, or I don't deserve her... The problem and the idea behind deserving a person is a trap. So who really deserves a fantasy relationship where everything works out and who doesn't? Right? I mean, like, that's such a really fucked up thing to think about. There are some generic truth. No one deserves to be hurt. No one deserves to be abused. Hurt physically, I mean. It's going to hurt when you get broken up with. There's no fucking way around that. Let, let me tell you right now, straight up. If you break up with someone, it's going to hurt you. And if you get broken up with, it's going to hurt you. 
that's it. You go into a relationship, you need to remember there's only one of two endings. You're either going to break up or you're not. So you need to prepare yourself for this. But don't get don't fall into this trap of thinking that someone deserves something or you deserve something. No one owes you anything except honesty and kindness. And if they break up with you and they're a dick, then guess what? Why the fuck do you want to be with them anyways? I didn't want to be with Aaron. I didn't want to be with him for like a year of our relationship. I loved him because he was in my life every day, but I should have done myself a favor and walked away way sooner. And I didn't. Here's a thought. Let's blackball deserving uh, because it fucks your life up and it makes you think that you are less than or you are better than someone else. And I thank Aaron for finally pulling the Band-Aid off because I was too afraid to do it. Do I deserve better than Aaron? I don't think so. I think that Aaron is probably well-suited for whoever he found, someone who wanted to have his three babies and stay home in his kitchen while he goes out drinking with his friends. And that wasn't me. We all get one life, and we fill it with people. And some stick around, and some don't. And whatever that means is as anyone's guess, but it doesn't mean that we deserved it or didn't deserve it. So I just want to start out by saying, stop wallowing. Okay? Running from a breakup. Go ahead. I like being emo. All right, I know. All that emo music really helps. We're going to get into some music tips later. I'm not saying that you shouldn't grieve. (laughs) Breaking up with someone is traumatic, and you should allow yourself time to grieve and to mourn the loss, but think about what you're mourning, right? So Put that energy into like a guitar or a piano. Yeah, a hobby. It's hard. We do a lot of things to cope with breakups. We eat, sleep, drink, drink some more, go to psychiatrists, then we drink. We fuck random dudes after we drink. We move, we cut our hair, we drink, we get bigger boobs, we move again. The list goes on and on and on, right? What it, what do you do to cope with a breakup? Robert Maine, airplane. Um, you know what's funny? I'm thinking about it right now. I think one of the biggest breakups I ever had was with three dudes. <coughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. That's hilarious in in the way that it sounds, but you can break up with friends. I actually have a horrible friend breakup story, too. Please, tell me about your loss. I basically started this band with uh, a bunch of dudes, and um, one by one, the original members started dropping off, um, and I was the last one. Is this Adrena? No, this is Greater Heights. Oh, oh. And uh, we had some good momentum going, and we've... The singer found a producer, and he was good, but it's just it was taking a turn. The music wise was just not what we were. It was going way Justin Bieber pop, and I just wasn't excited about it. And so, but I didn't want to be sitting there like they were all happy about it. The three dudes, and I I could tell this this music was going to be able to we we're going to be able to sell it for sure. Like I knew this wasn't just shit music. Like I knew kids would eat the shit out of this. It just wasn't what I was doing. And you I didn't want to sell out and. I wasn't being asked 
for input at all. And I had written. Would you say that communication issues were the major force behind your breakup with your boys? I, I guess that that would probably be their reason. I it came out of nowhere for me because I, I wrote seventy five percent of the music up to that point, basically, and I was a major contributor in that aspect. And then I was basically being sidelined because that's not what they wanted to do, and we were handing it off basically to this producer. So we spent a good amount of time in L.A. in Venice, and even one weekend, I got my parents. She had, they had a timeshare. And they had set it us set us up with this like really nice suite for the weekend. And that first day, that Friday, we were in the studio all day, and I was just kind of being silent and on my phone, and every once in a while. And then we were leaving that night, and they pulled me aside, and they're like, "You're out." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> they're like, "You're just not contributing. You're just sitting there doing nothing." And spilled my case, and I was like, "I think you guys are overreacting. I think uh, we should all go." do our you know sleep it off um you guys aren't definitely coming into the suite with me i'm gonna go spend that by myself which was kind of nice i had a suite to myself for a weekend and then the next day we <clears throat> we met up and they just did not change their mind and i pleaded and begged and i was like guys this is all this is all i have right now like you guys are and that's what it was and the other part sucked so we all lived together Wow, that really is like a relationship. And so that was even more awkward. It's like, you guys, do you guys even think about this? Like, we have to live with each other for the next month now. Like, because I can't just, you know, how leave a lease. Yeah, yeah. And so that was awkward, and it was bad. But now, in the last few years, we've kind of made up. I'm still bitter about it because I don't think they did it the right way. But you know. They're still good musicians, some, somewhat. Some Everybody of, some has a good breakup story. Yeah. Like, humans are master storytellers, but um, <laughs> you may prob- not. Honestly, you that's may probably not. the worst than it, no, that's, all of that's the girls. Worse than the one, that's worse than the other one. Yeah. We create elaborate narratives of love and heartbreak and betrayal and victimization and triumph over adversity and good guys versus bad guys. And, oh, it was so tragic. And, oh, he used me. And, oh, they threw me away. Or I threw them away. And then they tried to get me back. Or he went to my friend. Or he cheated on me. But we absolutely love drama as human beings. We love telling stories. Um, Most of all, we want to make ourselves feel better, right, about the situation that occurred. So just for the listener, because our stories are going to get boring, I went on BuzzFeed. Looked up a couple of stories about the worst. A very pro- trusted source. Shut up! I love BuzzFeed. I do too. Uh, it's, like Reddit. it's like Reddit. It's like Reddit. Two of my friends at work were cheated on it's by. No, wait, hold on. It's nothing like Reddit. Well, no. Some of the forums they have. Uh, Shut up, Maddie. Uh, Maddie. Oh gosh, maybe I shouldn't have said her name. Oh well. Um, my friends who come on the podcast all the time, Maddie and Liz, both in college were cheated on by long-term boyfriends. Like, and they found out. And they had to be the ones to break up with that person. Continue your story, but I have... Do you have a cheating story? Kind of. Okay. This person, uh, who I don't know, says, I got a text from a friend at school saying, did you guys break up? And I was like, no. And then she told me to check Facebook, and he had changed his status that he was in a new relationship with my other friend. That's fucked up. Um, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, let's see. My ex called me the night before she was supposed to come visit for the week and told me she had never been attracted to me and then wanted to break up. She then asked if she could still come and visit because we were supposed to go to Disneyland. Nice. Long I mean, distance. Hey, Disneyland. It's Disneyland, though. Come on. Oh, my God. I, I, I get up past that one. 
My first boyfriend in high school broke up with me in front of my mother. He sat both of us on the couch and dumped me. I then found out two days later he gave me mono. Ouch. It's kind of like me and Nikki. Kind but of. I, didn't give her, yeah. I don't think I gave her mono. True. <laughs> my friend Austin got mono once, though. I got dumped via a text message when I was 18 after I had gotten out of the operating room having a C-section delivering our daughter. They take the cake. That, that wins. Wow. Fuck that guy. Or a girl. Do they specify? Could be a girl. <sighs> he waited to dump me until we were literally in the middle of having sex. He told me he had been dating another girl and asked if we should finish. And then he did. <laughs> oh my God. Of I course was, he did. I was dumped at the beginning of a 10-hour plane ride and a 20-hour travel day for a three-week vacation that we had planned together. What the fuck, That's guys? as bad as living in an apartment with three dudes that oh. hate. <laughs> this one's stupid. We'd been going out for a month. He called me to tell me that dating was cutting into his ultimate Frisbee time. I'm assuming that him and his Frisbee are very happy together. Um, that's, come on, one month. I mean, one month is one month. That's enough time to know if whether or not you're going to like somebody. But, you know, if Have the guy... Have you been cheated on? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, my high school sweetheart, who I dated my junior year and senior year, cheated on me with, like, four people. And then married, because I wouldn't have sex with him. Because I was a prude. Um, and then I did have sex with him. And then he still cheated on me. Um, Whore. I know. And then he ended up marrying the girl he cheated on me with. And then he ended up cheating on her. So they got divorced. And started dating the girl he cheated on her with. And then now they got broken up. They're broken up because he cheated on her. Nice. I don't know if I believe once a cheater, always a cheater, though. Sounds like it. Well, him, that's, I mean, he's... That's a great case. I think he's not the best, probably, example yeah. of that. I mean, teenage love, too. If there's any teenagers listening, I'm going to give you a, a statistic that I give when I go to my high schools. 99% of high school relationships don't last. That's 99%. At, that's out of 500%, though, right? <laughs> So it's uh, not that much. Out of 100%. Oh, that's damn. 1%. And well, that's 1%. Please don't think that you're the 1%. Like, please don't think that. Especially because there are so many human beings in this world that you could love and date and spend time with and learn from. And, and no offense to anyone who meets their significant other and sticks with them. Because if you meet your person and you find them early, my I was, God. I was just thinking Corey and Liz. My brother and sister-in-law. And you look at them, it's like, oh, yeah. They- I've had two podcasts now with people. My brother's yeah. podcast is like four ago, and Corey and Liz's is like two ago. And they talk about they knew, right? And they're now having babies. I have amazing nephews because of my brother and sister-in-law. They they never held hands with anyone else. Like, it, it does happen, but I want you to understand that it doesn't have to happen. And it probably won't. Those and those people that we're mentioning are like real go getters. Like your, oh, yeah. your brother's an eye doctor. He was an eye doctor at the age of twenty two. And Corey and Liz are the type of people like you that go to school for fun. Yeah. Like they yeah. Literally. Like, yeah. Can thank but, God they're but, but having a child. Them. I'm so glad. Yeah. They're gonna How are breakups? Those type of people I want to have kids. Yeah. Keep me having too. those. Have but, those babies. But if you're dumb, <laughs> put the lock it up. <laughs> 
How are breakups good? What did you learn? Well, I remember one time, uh, I think it was the second time Ammo and I broke up. <laughs> I came home and ran like six miles and like was not even tired. And Fantastic. One of those things. But uh, are we moving on Run from us. cheating? We don't have to. Because I have a uh, cheating kind of story. I don't let, Let's see if you think it's cheating. Because I, I think it is. I never oh, you know we should have a cheating episode? Anyone that's ever been cheated on and wants to come on the show and talk about it, let me know. Uh, I, I'm sorry for all the ladies I've dated putting on, putting on blast. I'm not saying a lot of last names, but Caprice. I always, I always thought it was a great name. I liked Caprice a lot. And uh, she was into video stuff, which was like awesome. And uh, she started going to Long Beach State, which was great. The film program there is great. I totally understood that. And I was starting to do film jobs in L.A. So we didn't get to see a lot of each other. And so I wanted to make the most of seeing each other. And it just seemed like she wasn't trying as hard. And then she, on top of that, picked up this project. She was doing this kind of documentary on this musician that, musician that she knew that she really liked, who was this dude living in his car in LA and like busking and stuff. And I was like, okay, I mean, like that's a cool story. Like I would yeah. probably want to cover that too. And, um, and then it was just starting to like a lot, they were spending a lot of time together, mm-hmm. like a lot of time. Together. Mm-hmm. And on top of school and I just wasn't seeing her. And, and then I asked, like I met him too. He was a nice guy. And, uh, and then I asked, I was like, Hey, is, is this anything more? And she's like, no, 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 no. I just, I, I think it's a great story and he's a good dude. And I was like, okay, okay, I trust you. And then it was just starting to get worse and worse. And I just put her on the spot. I was like, hey, can, can, can you promise me like an hour a week somewhere for us? And she's like, no. And I was like, uh, okay, then what are we doing? Yeah. We don't live that far away from If you were yeah. living in New York and I was in LA, yeah. different story. Yeah. You're 15 Do you think she cheated me. on you? So I broke up with her. A month later, those two people, those two were dating. I don't, I mean, you can't assume, right? So, and it was quick, like less than a month. So there was probably that. attraction and they may or may not have done something, but the moment you. And once that happened, I texted her. I was like, hey, did you cheat on, like, was there any overlap? Like, because I deserve to know. Deserve. I think I deserve to know in that instant. And she said no. I I believe her, but at the same time, I don't. You don't have another option, right? You can believe her and let it go, or you cannot believe her and torture yourself, right? Yeah. And those are your two options. It's amazing what we can do when we realize what, what option we have been given. I remember when my high school boyfriend broke up with me in a parking lot in the rain while I was at work. I was so mad. And he was like, I'm breaking up with you. And I straight up said no. I was like, you aren't breaking up with me because I don't break up with you. There's two people in a relationship. You don't get to just decide. (laughs) You don't get to decide for me that I am no longer have a boyfriend. Like, that sucks. Oh, my God. That one hurts so bad. I went home and listened to Sarah McLachlan on repeat and cried my eyes out for days. I was heaving, sobbing. But... I could have chosen to just let that man go because he was a dick. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I was 18. What do you know when you're 18? Nothing. Amen. How are breakups good? So breakups are a catch-22. It sucks to have your heart broken, but at the same time, it is quite possibly the best thing that has ever happened to you. Having Aaron break up with me honestly taught me that I am absolutely certain I don't want children. And it was the first thing I would say to people 
moving forward. Um, actually, it's the first thing I said to person moving forward because there was only one other person after Aaron. Uh, it'll make you a better human being. Um, it'll strengthen your friendships. Nothing cures loneliness like a little midweek happy hour with your friends. Heartbreak survivors recognize uh, how valuable a good relationship is and will know what's what's worth fighting for in the future. The end of the relationship is also one that best jumpstarts lackluster motivation. Like you said, you went on a six-mile run with extra time on your hands and the newfound freedom and need to create happiness. You can finally take that course you've been meaning to take or that trip you've been meaning to go on or join a gym. Um, and if you leverage your pain correctly, the brightest light at the end of this shit tunnel is that not only will you come out stronger, healthier, and a better version of yourself, but if you can take away any lessons from that relationship, your future relationships will be better because of those past relationships. So I learned to not tolerate liars or bullshitters because of Michael, my high school sweetheart, and I learned not to let anyone change who I am because of Aaron, because he wanted to change everything about me. And out of that, I got someone who is honest with me every day of my life and loves honest to God every single piece of me, like from my frizzy fucking hair to my loud ass personality. He loves me, even my 36 plants that I've named. Nobody. I don't get it. God bless Kevin. God- no. Kevin is a lucky man. Kevin, thank you very much. Kevin's a handsome man. And you are a lucky man. I am a lucky man. Uh, I am a lucky woman. Uh, nobody likes rejection, not just because it hurts, but because rejection from your fellow humans actually used to mean death. So there's actually science behind why the breakup hurts. Um, Our brains have this uh, pain center, and when we're in pain, it alerts us to tell us that something is wrong and we may be subject to imminent death. So fMRI studies show that the same parts of the brain that are activated during physical pain, such as burning your hand, breaking your leg, getting punched in the fucking face are the same pain centers that are activated during breakups. Meaning a significant breakup is processed in the brain to a, to similarly like to a broken leg or getting kicked in the dick, which, you know, they feel pretty similar. This doesn't necessarily mean you feel that pain like an injury, but our brain has evolved to alert us of a threat and then focus our attention on it. So not letting us get distracted and we're forced to pay attention to that pain. And that's a survival mechanism because our brains want us to survive. But when you're breaking up, getting broken up with, you don't want to focus on the pain. So fuck you, brain. Uh, no wonder breakups feel so bad. They're not just us processing emotionally. They're actually a threat to our survival. So our brain fixates on them and treats them as harm. It also coincidentally affects our heart because we have a built in response to pain. We tend to exaggerate the harm or rejection that it actually causes us. The end of an important relationship is a substantial one. It only affects a portion of our life. Nevertheless, we have a tendency to exaggerate reality because we can literally feel our heart's breaking. So you think to yourself, I'm never going to love anyone else. This is the worst pain I've ever experienced. I'm going to die. This is 
awful. And it also is probably why there's so much comorbidity between breaking up with somebody or getting broken up with and depression and suicide rates um, and mental health crisis and anxiety because our brains are actually processing this as an alert to death. Like you are losing a piece of you. This pain is real. So please do not underestimate your trauma. Do not underestimate how painful it is to be broken up with. Acknowledge it. I got two things. Two, yes. two questions, Professor Weller. Mm. Um, well, actually, first first one's a comment. Can we stop saying heartbroken sure. and start saying stomach broken? Because <laughs> I feel like when I'm broken up, man, I, it's like it's the opposite of butterflies. How about just broken? Because for me, it wasn't just my heart or my stomach. Yeah. It was my head. It was my ears. Like I couldn't. I can't listen right, to Jimmy. Weird. I can't listen to Jimmy Buffett anymore without wanting to punch somebody. Uh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, right. That's, that could be our uh, next thing we talk about is like music. Or we are right. We're going to talk about breakup music, but we can also talk about break. music that we can no longer listen to because of a person. I, yes, yeah. I have that. Um, I think a lot of people have that. Oh, the I'm sure. Thing is, uh, I forgot. What were you just talking about? <laughs> no, weed's a hell of a drug. Uh, uh, brain response, blood, pain. Blood light seltzer is a hell of a drug. <laughs> pain and breakups. That's okay. Because of our physical response, we tend to uh, turn to numbing behaviors to avoid. Oh, I figured it out. God, Sorry. I'm so good. I'm so glad. Um, so w- <clears throat> when you were, ta- you were talking about like your brain thinks like you're dying, basically. Yeah. Is it possibly also that your body and maybe subconscious knows that you just lost a way of mating? Because like we're all programmed to like pump out kids. Like as every matter, As a matter of fact, that is exactly what it is. Yay, do I get a gold star today? You get a gold star and 100% on your pop quiz. Fuck Good yeah. job. Fuck yeah. Good job. Yes, actually, especially for women, and women actually report higher instances of pain than men do because women are actually biologically programmed to attach to a person and mate with them. Now, whether or not you choose to mate with your person, that's entirely up to you, but that doesn't mean the biological lizard brain that we've got going up up in our heads is in concordance with that. So, yes, that is Precisely the reason. Did you guys hear that? Mm, hello. Uh, when, you love, when you love someone, you integrate them into your everyday life. You think about them. You sing songs with them. You travel with them. They the help, routine. They help you do things. They help you solve problems. They exist with you. They poop with you. And oh, when, okay. And you guys when, got two bathrooms? No. I mean, like, you know, one of you walks out of the bathroom and you're like, you just pooped. Like, you know when that person uh, has pooped. Say, you got two, ba- two toilets. You're living My fancy. My God, you are fancy. When all of those things disappear, you feel lost because you actually lost something. I really hope I do find Mrs. Maine and we can enjoy a poop together and not feel <laughs> weird out about Jesus it. Because I got a lot of poop problems and I want my wife to feel, you know, like that I she do understands. Too. Kevin no. understands. He does. Come on. Like, I mean, like you I do, do you do too. You do more. You're that ladies. I got stomach problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Come on. Here's an interesting study. Um, Stony Brook University <laughs> Stony. <laughs> compared the brains of people in love who had recently lost their love to a breakup with the brains of drug addicts. The results of that study show that looking at a romantic rejector and a cocaine craving have the same neural correlates in common. The findings are consistent with the hypothesis that romantic rejection is a specific form of addiction. Pussy's a hell of a drug. 
the perspective that rejection in love involves subcortal reward, gain, and lost systems that are critical to survival explain why feelings and behaviors related to romantic rejection are difficult to control and leads to insight into the high comorbid rates of depression like I talked about earlier. Um, yeah, you miss the person. You miss their jokes. You miss cuddling. You miss the inside ideas that you share. You miss getting texts from them. But part of your loss that you're experiencing is actually your own identity. Um, When you're in a relationship, your sense of self can actually become intertwined with your partner. You learn things from them. You pick up new habits because of them. You pick up new likes because of them. You develop dislikes because of them. And researchers find that after a breakup, people felt that their self-identifying factors were less clear and subjectively smaller when compared to people who were not in a in a post breakup state. So you actually lose a sense of self because you don't know who you are without that person. And this obviously goes this is we're talking about long-term relationships here. Like 6 months or greater because they say that the the typical average relationship breakup point is 3 months. Three months is typically when people break up because and like the next one's like seven year itch, right? They always say no, that. they actually say two years oh. is the next big one, and then five, and then seven, and then it just dramatically plummets beyond. When you, when that. you go by seven, you're you're stuck with them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Actually, I'm gonna have a friend come on um, who's gonna talk about his marriage. He was married for twenty something years, and they got divorced. Wow! I know. I always find that interesting. I really actually can't wait to pick his brain about that. Question. Mm. Do you think that, I mean, these, the, well, let me start over, because, all right, so do you think that beautiful people mm-hmm. that know that they're beautiful, I'm talking like Brad Pitt. Do like, you think Brad Pitt knows he's beautiful? When you're a movie star like that, yeah. Okay. When you're asked, right. hey, we're going to give you $10 million to act, quote unquote, and you also have to take your shirt off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know you're pretty. Okay. You don't know Brad Pitt? Come on. <laughs> and if you don't know, then come on. Okay, he knows he's pretty. So people like, people like Brad Pitt, pretty people. Versus someone like me, <laughs> who's maybe a five or a six on a good day. <laughs> but honestly, though, I'm not a Brad Pitt. You know, I if I do break up with someone, I'm like, fuck. It's going to take me possibly as long as it did to find that last person to find someone that's going to, you know, hopefully marry me. Right. Brad Pitt. Or a Julia Roberts, someone I'll say a lady too. You think that when they get broken up with or they break up, that they go, "Oh, I'm never gonna find some." They know that they're beautiful. It's like, I don't. All right, I broke up, but I don't know what they think. But I could get somebody. Do they think I will never be with someone again? Probably not. But do they suffer a loss because that's the person they wanted to be with? Probably. It may not be. I get as, that. It may I'm not, not gonna be tell as them much. That, I'm not going to say they're not human. But it may not be as much of the bounce. Back. I will never find another person again. It may be I will never find a person like that again, or I don't want to find anyone else. And who knows how deep that? It's like goes. Katy Perry you mentioned. Like she had Orlando Bloom. <laughs> like he's a babe. Um, she's probably taller than him. Probably. Which is hot. I would totally date someone taller than me. Uh, <laughs> I did once. My friend, or my, my, I said my friend. We only, it was like a summer fling, Macy. Yeah. She was, she was awesome. Um, 
But then they broke up, right? And then she went to Russell Brand. Yes, she did. And then went back to uh, Orlando. And then Bloom. she's also dated. She dated uh, Mayor John Mayer. She did before so, Orlando. So you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, she broke up, but then she's like, "Oh, I broke up with her on a that was her person. But that was her person, like, and she. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm saying like the the ultra famous. I don't know people. I don't know the seven the seven stages you may go through. We do some studies for me. I will do some studies for you about beautiful people. Hit up Katie Perry for me. I will call Katie. She's a good friend of mine. She's a firework. The stages (laughs) you may go through following a breakup. Shock. Okay, the breakup has just happened. You know it's just happened but you cannot quite connect with it yet. Denial. Not being able to deal with the enormity of the situation. Our brain steps in with coping responses. Nope, didn't happen. They're going to come back to me. Anger. The fear that stalked you through the initial stages has now subsided, and now it's anger. This is healthy. Suddenly you realize you matter, and it is an outrage that they have left you. Have they seen you? Do they even know you? Did they ever even deserve you? bargaining this fucking stage is awful it's the intolerability of the feelings and separation that mean you suddenly remember the relationship through those horrible rose tinted glasses take those fucking things off your face do not bargain back to what you think you had this is the stage where people usually try to give it another go and as we have found previously that doesn't work what the Rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. right? What, what is that? What's why is that a phrase? Um, when you put rose-colored glasses on, it makes everything look rosy. It makes everything look pink and happy and beautiful. Uh, okay. And then you take those glasses off, and you can see things for what they are clearly. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Depression, sadness sets in. Doesn't have to be clinical depression, but if you notice appetite changes, mood changes, if you notice that your stomach hurts, if you notice that you're tired, you don't want to get out of bed, it can feel like an abyss. But it's a good sign because you're on the home stretch because the next stage is acceptance. The pain may still be present, but you can see the relationship for what it was. The seventh stage is hope. You can see a picture of your ex and you don't feel as much pain. You can go out with your friends and actually enjoy yourself. You are moving on. When you date someone and you incorporate them into your identity, it can literally be a piece by piece put back together when you're breaking up with someone. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people you love, good company, friends and family. They re- they can cause a release of endorphins, feel good hormones, help us get over those things. Write it down, journal your feelings, be kind to yourself. Don't step don't set dates or timelines for your recovery. Don't tell yourself that you can uh, you give yourself half the time you were with one another to get over somebody. Actually, statistics show it takes three months to get over a breakup, a, a significant one, over six months. Get active. Get outside. Get fucking vitamin D in your not dick. Okay, sunshine. Vitam- well, actually, vitamin dick works too, and I'm getting there, but... Get outside, exercise, release endorphins. Vitamin V. Vitamin V too. Meet someone. Is it vitamin P? No, it's V. No, it's V. Um, if you can't sleep, make sure you're busy during the day. Keep a book. Vitamin A. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Notice the self-criticism. Do not blame yourself. Do not list your shortcomings. Do not call yourself names. Learn how to self-soothe and get coping mechanisms. Avoid the things that make you feel worse. For the love of God, 
block them on social media? Why do people insist on scrolling through their exes Instagram feed and seeing them happy with someone else. Preach it, sister. What are you doing? Preach it. That, I think, is the best piece of advice. Thank you for bringing this up. This is the best piece of advice I can give to people that I've figured out. Even with those dudes in the band, every girl, if it's over, block them. It's fucking not worth it. Walk away. Just be the, that's what adults do. If you're meant to be together, you'll find a way back to one another. Even if you are doing the breakup, still. Block them. Block them and block all of their friends. Get rid of the photos. Put them in a file somewhere. If you don't want to get rid of them forever, fine. Put them somewhere else, but resist the urge to pick the scab. Yeah, there's no, no problem with. I don't. Do, I, like, and I, I, for me, I would delete photos from my like Instagram feed, but I'm not gonna like delete the photos forever because I know in 20, 30 years, I'm gonna look back and go. Oh yeah, that relationship. You know, that's that's it was terrible, but you know, there were some fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to I'm going to regret not having that stuff. Then that's around. fine, yeah. but you need to not reach out to them in the middle no, of the night no, crying no, no, drunk no, no, over a bottle no, no, no. of wine. I see you on Instagram with another girl and she's really pretty. Not, not to say that. that I haven't done that. I'm I not have to say I don't have a uh Instagram account that no one knows about. Oh my god! I, yeah, every once in a while I get bored and I go, "What? What? What is she doing?" I have looked up exes. I have, yeah, and just to see what they're doing, partially because I want to see if I'm better than them. Caprice is dating some Asian guy now. I think. I don't I think know. Last time I checked, both of the people that were meaningful to me, both of my meaningful relationships, aren't on social media. So every time I check, which is like once every five years, they're not there. Mm. Which is great. I mean, thanks, guys, for not being on there because that means I don't have to suffer. So I guess I can't really talk, but I don't go back and look at pictures of us. Like when you're done and I know it's hard, you need to give yourself time to heal. And if you keep opening that wound, you're not going to heal. It's it's not going to happen. You're an amazing human being and you are going to be an amazing single human being. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. No matter how unfortunate the circumstances are, you are now beautifully unattached. You can go wherever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want. You can do what you like, when you like, what you like. It is incredible freedom. Take back small things. There's always masturbation. There's always. Well, there's masturbation in relationships. Good God. That's one thing, too. Hey, guys. I don't know if this goes with girls, too, but dudes, you're getting drunk. You're like, oh, I want to text my don't my, do it. Text my ex and get that booty call. Yep. Just, just jerk off. Just jerk just off. Just do that. Just knock it out real quick, and you're going to go, oh, you know, Caprice who? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. I know. It works. You know the, what the else works? Do, that, the girls do that, too? No, girls actually mm. tend to have rebound sex. <clears throat> just just Listen. Know, DJ it out. Okay, here's my statistic of the day. How many people had rebound sex? How many people on average have rebound sex? What percent? <laughs> like, I was going to say like 45 billion. No. Uh, um, the evidence percent. has affirmed the existence of rebound sex. It's a bona fide phenomenon occurring apro- uh, among approximately how much of the population? Um, <clears throat> are we going into break with this? We are. Actually, yeah. that's a great idea. Yes, we are going into break with this. I'm gonna, uh, <clears throat> but I'm gonna give you my guess. Okay. Um, I'm. J- I was just thinking about. Um... Oh boy! God damn it! Oh. <laughs> oh. 
all the loves of my life that I went back to. No, no. rebound um, sex is not going back for sex. It's sex pretty. with a new person. Oh. Rebound sex oh. is sex with a new person. To ha- you have to get under someone to get over someone. You what ever heard of that? What if the rebound was the ex? That's not, that's not a rebound. A rebound right. is getting right. under get someone you. new to get over someone old. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess, you know, I, was, I think I said 45 billion. I'm going to say 45%. Okay, perfect. So we're going to go to break on that note uh, that rebounds are a thing and actually... They can be really fucking helpful. Hang on. Ain't like you to hold back or hide from the light. I hate to turn up out of the blue, uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I had hoped you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me. Hey everyone, it's Corey and Robert from the So So Scrutiny podcast. Little background on us, I've been a school teacher for six years, I have a kid on the way, and I love to read. And I've been working in the film industry for the past six years, I don't want kids, and the most reading I do is Netflix captions. Every week, Corey and I scrutinize movies, music, video games, food, and everything in between. We have some of our closest friends to stop by to scrutinize stuff with us and share their stories, plus some amazing musicians we know like The Dares and Jordan from Newfound Glory. I also invite some incredible filmmakers I've had the pleasure to work with on the podcast to talk about their careers and the industry. Download the SoSo Scrutiny podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcast platforms. Or visit SoSoScrutiny.com for every episode, videos, merch, and more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. The SoSo Scrutiny podcast. I went to your house. Walked up the stairs, I opened your door without ringing the bell. I walked down the hall into your room where I could smell you. And I shouldn't be here without permission. I shouldn't be Would you forgive me, love? Ugh. If I dance in your shower? God. Would you forgive me, love? I'm 18 again, and I'm sobbing into my pillow. Alanis Morissette, you're killing me. If I stay all afternoon. (laughs) We're back, fellow humans, talking about breakups. The shittiest feeling. You feel like you have been dragged through nails and had chili poured in your eyeballs that has like Frank's red hot sauce. And then you had to shit that out. And then you also fell down the toilet a la magic school bus style and went through the septic system with your own feces and came out in the septic system, picked up by a fish, taken into the ocean where a boat chummed you into the water. And then you washed up on shore and grew into a beautiful flower that then got trampled on. By a MAGA fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to talk about rebounds, and I'm actually going to- So wait, hold on. You would yeah. listen to this version of the song yeah, the when you were sad? the acapella version. That's pretty, that's pretty emo. It was upsetting. I was 18. Also, Sarah McLaughlin. Shout out to all of my fellow friends in high school who know exactly what fucking album I'm talking about. Um, should you get into a rebound? right after you break up with someone, a lot of statistics, a lot of things like... <laughs> Legend says no. Google says... the album? Don't do it. Yes, it is. Of course. Yeah, I'm going to... Actually, you want to play I Love You? Because that's the other song I would drown myself in by Sarah McLaughlin. Ugh! Real creative <laughs> with the song titles there, Sarah. She's I love poor. you. I love you. This okay. song is brutal. Just play it in the background. Anyways, two-thirds of the sample followed people after a breakup, and 50% of people have had rebound sex. 45 is close, dude. I was close. You were really close. And I saw your mouth. You almost said 50. No. You did. You said, but then you then you were going to say 45 because you said 45 million. You were close. The nature Price of- Price is right style. I'm, I'm it's good. Price is right. You're good. The nature of the relationship also determines whether or not you have rebound sex, how badly you were hurt by that breakup. Also, how committed you were to the relationship can also have a lot to do with whether or not you have rebound sex. But a lot of people will have you thinking that rebound sex is bad because what if you uh, start to feel like you love this person just like you love the other person? Or what if you're looking for flaws just like you were doing that? Dude, stop if- using that voice. Another fear is that you will use this relationship as a form of revenge and foster anger and feelings. Yeah, um, that's, that's towards- the whole, whole point. It's revenge sex. Fuck yeah. But what if it's not? And what if I can tell you that the research doesn't support those theories? I don't know about science. <laughs> I will say I I have never had rebound sex. I don't want a one night stand. Oh God, one night stands are great. I'm, I'm kind of traditional. I want to have sex with someone that I care about. Okay. Sorry. That's, Sometimes yeah. you just want to get off. Pornhub. Sometimes you want to get off with someone. Okay, okay, flashlight. Don't turn. Don't tell people they're wrong for having one night stands. They're not. Okay. Everyone deals with it in different ways. I don't want STDs, and I don't want kids. More kids out there. Condoms, birth control. There's other options. Fucking is a great option. So, rebound sex. <laughs> rebound sex led to increased reports of well-being and self-esteem. The people who engaged in rebound relationships were not only more likely to be further along the path from detachment, but they also felt more desirable and more sure about their sense of identity than those that did not engage in a rebound. The researchers reasoned that the positive findings could have occurred due to the rebound relationships, minimizing the disruption in social lives and less time spent worrying about the meaning of the breakup and also an increase in personal self-worth. So guess what? Kevin was rebound sex. After Aaron decided to tell me he hadn't loved me for a year, I was like, great, me neither. And I wanted to be with Kevin for the last six months of our relationship. Like, I met Kevin and immediately said, I'm going to marry this man, but I'm dating someone. What do I do? And I stopped caring about Aaron in that moment, but I didn't break up with him. So as soon as Aaron broke up with me, I called Kevin and we fucked. 
like it was amazing in the bed that he left. The only thing he left was the bed. <laughs> so I got busy. Did you hear that, Aaron? Fuck you. Fuck you, buddy. Because they fucked on that Because we fucked. And he didn't want kids. And I was like, thank you. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, I'm not telling you that rebound sex is the only way to get over a breakup. But I am saying it works for some people. I actually got married to my rebound. So. And be safe And about obviously it. be safe about it. Come obviously. On. Come on. Obviously. Um, before you break up, give yourself and your partner a chance to fix things if you think it's worth saving. Um, if you feel like you want to save this relationship and you're questioning the breakup, go to therapy. Get some help. Go talk about it. Talk to one another about what's bothering you. The biggest relationship killer is communication. 63% of people who broke up said they broke up because of communication. I thought it would be infidelity. Infidelity is only 38%. Communication was the highest ranking reason that people break up. Why aren't you talking to your fucking partner? That's your person. That's your mate. You need to talk about stuff. What's bothering you? What hurts you? What they're doing that might not be helpful? What they're doing that is helpful? Give them love. Give them praise. Put them up. Be their champion. Call them out on their shit. These are the reasons that people are breaking up is because they're not talking. If you are going to break up with someone, pick a fucking location that's not hurtful. My friend went over to her boyfriend's if you do not turn Sarah McLaughlin off I swear to god I'm gonna start crying I'm sorry I wasn't listening you said turn it up (laughs) you're welcome are you ready oh I was gonna sing along to it but that's fine oh no I'm glad I turned it off turn it off Uh, a friend of mine went over to her boyfriend's house they fucked they went out to a nice Italian restaurant and he broke up with her at dinner and then made her walk home yeah Get fucked. <laughs> Please do it. That's do it up. in a place that's safe. Please don't do it in public. That's awful because you don't know how the person's going to react. If you are cohabitating, work out the re- the logistics. If you share finances and you share items and belongings, don't just take it when they're at work. Brace yourself. There's going to be feelings on both sides. Make sure you give your friends and your family a heads up so that they can be there for you. Explain your reasoning. Stick to your decision. So if you've decided you're going to break up with somebody, don't be fucking wishy-washy and take it back. If you're going to break up with someone, it, there is no such thing as we're on a break. I just had a story told to me by one of my coworkers, and and he thought everything was great, and she's like, oh, we're going to go take a break. And three months later, she was dating someone else, and she's like, do you not know what taking a break means? And he's like, I thought it meant we were taking a break. Like, I didn't realize it meant we were breaking up. Be clear about what you're doing. Understand that they may beg you to stay, they may get angry, they may cry, they may promise to change, and you need to be prepared for all of these options. Um, Make sure that you can see the signs that it's time to break up. Like, there's a lot of things that we need to understand about each other. If you assume um, that you, you and your partner should know exactly what each other wants, immediately all the time you're probably going to have some problems your partner's not a mind reader neither the fuck are you you need to make sure you're expressing your needs clearly um if your partner constantly gets upset or defensive about anything you ever say you guys may need to discuss some things that are going on because you should never become someone who denies uh so if somebody tells you hey you're hurting my feelings when you ignore me all night and you're on your phone the whole time. If they get defensive about that, you probably need to have a different conversation. Um, 
your significant other is not your mother or your father. If you can't take care of yourself, don't have a relationship. And you should not act as someone's mother or father. That is not what a romantic relationship is. Things are never going to be completely even in a relationship. I hate when people say it's 50-50. No, it's fucking not. It is never 50-50. Sometimes it's 100-100. Sometimes Kevin and I are fucking both firing on all cylinders, and I feel like I'm in this cloud of heaven and love, and I'm like, where did this come from? We're both in sync. We want to do the same things. We love each other. We cuddle. It's great. Sometimes I'm an asshole, and I fucking am gone four nights out of the week doing something, and, and he's at home by himself, and I'm sure he feels fucking neglected, and that's awful. And sometimes he's a dick. And he's looking at stocks. And I'm like, put your fucking phone down. We're having a goddamn conversation. It's not always going to be even. So if you have expectations that you deserve 100% of a person, you are sorely mistaken. It is give and take in a relationship. And sometimes people can't give 100%. And you need to be there to help them be the best version of themselves, not criticize them for not living up to high expectations. You need to learn what your partner's ticks are, what their likes and dislikes are. Um, you need to love people in your love in their love language, not your love language. We talked about love languages on me and Kevin's episode, and I cannot stress enough how important it is to know how to love your partner. And I've got to tell you, actually, producer, since that episode, Kevin has been loving me more in my love language than he was before. Cool. <laughs> Be nice to your partner. Say, I'm sorry. Say thank you. Say please. Tell them they look nice. Thank them for a dinner that they made or or for putting the seat down or for giving you a fresh towel when they changed out their towel or for taking out the trash or that they look good in a new shirt they bought or a new dress they have. Compliment each other. Make sure you are cultivating love and appreciation in your relationship don't let the flame die relationships take work and if you aren't willing to put in the work you don't deserve that relationship that's all i'm gonna say about that oh okay yeah and in the podcast right here yeah the end bye see See you later see you guys no i'm just kidding um some really good statistics uh 50 Oh, I already said that one. Um, How many people do you think have been ghosted by somebody? I ghosted somebody. This was before, like, social media, though. I ghosted somebody back in, like, 2001. Yeah, I think it's more prevalent now with Tinder and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What year is this study? 2018. Oh, then I would say... So it's like, how many people have been ghosted that are dating? Yeah. Seven, um, how many? Of, say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say 45 again. 72. Oh, wow. I know. I was thinking higher, but that is a 72% lot. of respondents in a 2018 study said they had been ghosted by a partner. Can we right but a now partner? by their partner? So you can't say, I mean, partner. So whether it's husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriends, they got ghosted. They got left high and fucking dry. Never talk. I know. So I've definitely done it on like dating apps. 70% admitted to ghosting. So that's pretty close. 72% said they got ghosted. 70% said they've ghosted. 
You got to call the Ghostbusters, bro. Don't do that. No. Don't do that to people. That is such a mind fuck. When you, I think that's what why Jordan texts me because she's like, "Well, at least I'm not gonna ghost him." I was like, "Well, yeah, but oh man, that's evil." Um, Same sex couples have lower breakup rates than um, straight couples. FYI, Um, couples that meet online are more likely to break up than couples that meet in a more traditional way. What? Yep. Wait, what's is there a percentage? No, there's not a percentage. It just says more likely. Uh, breakups hmm. are more frequent around certain holidays. What holiday do you think has the most breakups surrounding it? Christmas. Valentine's Day. Christmas is number two. But uh, the most common day of the year for breakups is December 11th. Weirdly enough. Hmm. 64% of Americans have gone through a breakup of a long-term relationship, and they define long-term relationship as two years. Wow. 76% what of... Do you, what do you determine as a long-term relationship? Me? Yeah, what would you think is like... A the, year. I think so, too. I would say a year. Like nine months, you're getting close. You're almost there. If you celebrate a year anniversary, yeah. that's I feel like that's long-term. But they said two years. 76% of women end the relationship when it's long-term. And 62% of men, they say, end it. That I don't know how sense. those fucking... But they also, women actually feel more pain after a relationship than well, men yeah, do. You guys are so emotional. All Shut the, time. the fuck up. Oh my God. And your Oprah and <laughs> murder mysteries. It takes approximately three months to get over a breakup. In a study conducted at college students, 77% of them took it about, said it took about 11 weeks. To get over somebody. Now, is that 30-day months or 31-day months? And you or 28. In, I mean, February. Yeah, you never know. Fuck. 70% of long-distance relationships fail. 70% of long-distance. And you and I had this argument before. What's long-distance? I'd say if you can't get there in a day's car ride, that's long-distance. If it takes you more than a day to get to them, that's long-distance. I don't remember what our disagreement is, but I do. You said it was long distance because she lived in Torrance and that's like 20 minutes away. Okay. That was okay. That was in high school and I couldn't drive. So as an adult, I would, I wouldn't say a day. I would like if, if I lived in Orange County and she lived in San Diego, that's long distance. You wouldn't say that's long distance? Yes. Okay. That's long distance. San Diego. Okay. Uh, It's a drive. It's two and a half hours. It's not close. It's not close, but you could That's get the there. In, you could get there in a day. San Francisco, yeah. I would State. say, is long distance. Yeah, you could get there I wouldn't in a day. agree with. You could get there in a day. Okay, L.A. and San San Diego. That's not long distance. <laughs> Malibu and San Diego. <laughs> I'm going up north. Um, seventy-three percent of people who have been broken up with or have broken up with someone say it is not helpful to go on social media and look at their profile. 73% of people wish they had not gone on social media. They wish they would have blocked them. They're begging you to please, please not do that. Um, Monday is the most common day for breakups. And then... Getting a little more into marriage, which we're not going to get into, but the last statistic I have, uh, 20% of weddings get called off every year, Hmm. but 
82% of those people do not regret that decision. Hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, breakup movies and breakup songs, but first I need you to um, pour our White Claw. Can you do it? Unofficial sponsor. Okay, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I got to just cross over a lot. What are you going to fucking do while I do that? Well, I want to promote my other podcast, So So Scrutiny Podcast, with my buddy Corey. We did a great, uh, ooh, that's a hard seltzer. I uh, did a crossover episode recently with uh, Corey and his wife, Liz, who are expecting a child through IVF, which is a great episode. Uh, but we also had Jordan, the lead singer of Newfound Glory, on the episode recently. Thank you, waitress. Cheers. Thank you. Over the fancy equipment. I'm going to hit the table. And, uh, yeah, Jordan from Newfound Glory came on, talked about his band a little bit and coffee and he tattoos and... That's kind of amazing to have somebody from Newfound Glory. Like, wasn't that one of your like bands in high school that you like obsessed I was about? So nervous. And then Aww. five minutes in, it was just like talking to another band, dude. Cool. It was just, and he was like, in his bed, and he looked like <laughs> didn't look very good. And it was like, <laughs> okay, you're not you're not the Jordan that I know from music videos right, and stuff. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. So so scrutiny. Check him out. So so scrutiny dot com. When do you get a website? Com. I don't know how to do website. Um, Let's get you one. Okay. Anybody who knows how to do a website, hit me up. Let's talk about some movies that make you. Oh, you do? Okay. Can you talk about it? Thank you. Um, I'm not paying you anything. Um, So, (laughs) movies that help people through breakups. Um, As we mentioned at the beginning, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's got to be like number one, dude. I think that came out. 2008. I can't remember which girlfriend but it came out at a time where i was like getting broken up with so it was kind of perfect. it's a good dude breakup movie yes, absolutely. for sure but i mean it, it it hits all the nails yeah for sure russell brand um uh, mila kunis my girl crush hi mila um he's just not that into you amazing See, I, think, I think yeah it's like the girl breakup. version yeah it's so that. good it's yeah. so fucking good pride and prejudice I don't know who the fuck knows the holiday that's a great one that's cameron diaz and kate winslet oh yeah jack cameron, black and yeah. uh ewan mcgregor no yeah. jude law oh it's all right jude law he's not no, scottish he's not but scottish. that's fine um but yeah uh should have been ewan mcgregor kate winslet gets broken up with so does uh cameron diaz they switch houses it's really cute it is a cute movie. it's really fucking cute i as, as, a, as a dude that's have you ever heard of John Tucker? It's got Mas- Jack Black in it, which like he's so good. He in that makes movie. it a dude movie. He does. Yeah. Have you ever heard of John Tucker Must Die? Yeah. Okay. That they named that one because there's they said there's nothing better than watching girls take revenge after a breakup. Eat, pray, love. I think this is a great movie because it teaches you how to get back to yourself after a breakup and. If you don't want to watch the movie or take a journey to India, you could just read the book because I did that. Ew. All right. Sex in the City. Um, I don't know if I agree with this because they got back together at the end, but it does show you what it's like to go. I mean, her pain when he leaves her at the altar and she hits him with the fucking bouquet of roses in the middle of the street in the fucking Vivian Westwood dress and she screams and cries and then she's distraught and she goes on her honeymoon and she sleeps for five days. That's a fucking breakup. Bravo, Sarah Jessica. Okay. Kill Bill. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, you're naming a bunch of chick flicks. Can I name a kind of chick flick that dudes would like? Kill Bill, for sure. Thank you for saying that. Great fucking breakup. I wish I would have said it before you did. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I don't, I don't. 
I've never seen it. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Have you seen that? Haven't seen no, it. No, I need to. It's got Hermione in it. Mm. Um, Bridget Jones's Diary. Absolutely. Mm. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wow. God damn it. That's a great one. It's a good one. And they do this crazy Kate thing. Kate Winslet again. Kate Winslet again. They do this crazy thing in that movie where they try to erase each other from their minds. Spoiler and it's, alert. It's very difficult to, to do that. It's actually a really beautiful ode to like how often we think about our exes and the effect that they have on who we are as human beings and you can't really erase somebody from your fingerprint like that's you that's your person it's someone famous that directed it and i gotta give him props because trying to show that on film is hard and they did it's a beautiful movie the the transfers of time and Mm -hmm. yeah it's a gorgeous movie i recommend anybody watch it pretentious a little bit like it's very much a hipster movie but you gotta tip your cap of what 500 days of summer joseph gordon levitt joey zoe deschanel i know it's good never seen it Ooh, it's another dude breakup movie you should see it mm. and legally blonde because if l woods <laughs> can do it anyone can do it all right i gotta think of another dude movie well we're gonna talk about songs next so um great breakup songs you ought to know by alanis morissette dude you ought to know. she wails she wails on that song she is pissed and fun fact she's mad at uncle joey from full house i don't know his actual dave coulier oh my god i can't believe i remembered that they dated who's that Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey from um, Oh, I was thinking Full Friends. House. No, Full House. Oh my God, Wait, I sing this Uncle at karaoke. The puppet dude? Cut it out. He was a yeah. comedian, yeah. Oh, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, well, he broke her heart, and this song is about him. They dated? They fucked for wow. a while. A while. She broke. He broke her heart. He smattered it all over what the place. idiot. I know. Actually, probably keep, worth way keep more this than on is. in the background, because this song is I'll fucking all the songs empowering. Right. Oh, you're going to play all of them? Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. A lot of websites name this as probably the most like known breakup song. Nothing Compares. Uh, actually written and composed by Prince. Oh, it, yeah. It's how, the beginning sounds like, we are gathered here today. What's that? <laughs> What's the, what, what, we're gathered here today for whatever it is the prince talks about. Because he's weird, and I wear purple, and I'm a symbol. But I'm a really good guitar player. R.I.P. Overrated. Uh, whatever. He's a great guitar player. Uh, but his music sucks. Sorry. Sad Eyes. I mean, Sinead O'Connor tore this song up. She's and punk rock. She's fucking punk the fuck rock. Um, there's a, this is a 50-song list, but I only picked a couple. Um, another punk rock chick who really hit it home with a with a breakup song, "Back to Black" by Amy Winehouse. She talked a lot about addiction and depression and heartbreak, but this song really, really kind of gave it uh, an idea of how we spiral into darkness when we get broken up with. You ever listen to this song? You ever listen to her? No. Did you watch her documentary at all? No. Okay. Okay. No comment. I know okay. she's good. That's fine. I just never. You don't have to her. comment, but if you ever have it time, it sucks that she died. It, it does. You should watch her documentary. It's pretty great. This song is really about a breakup with more than just men. It's a, it's a breakup with a lot of things. Um, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> 
Is that is there any other song that kind of like gets you out of your chair when you're down and you feel like you'll never be yourself again? Will I ever feel joy again? She sings about I've got all my life to live. I've got all my love to give and I'll survive. I will survive. Hold I mean, on. what's the Ah, oh, it's from a movie. They covered it. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> Well, while you look up that, Leonard Cohen and Al Green write great breakup songs, too. Oh. Um, we don't have to listen to them, but how can you mend a I'm broken I'm so glad heart? I figured it's this so out. Good. Me, too, because well, I really know what it is. I want to know what it is. Is it Wedding band. Singer? No. Oh, okay. Underrated band. Hold on. It's a stupid ad. Oh, fuck ads. Uh, Driftwell? You ever heard of that? No. Come on, fast forward it. Never live without you by my side. Oh my god, it's cake! I spent so many nights just wow. You ever heard this? No. It's from a. And I learned how to get along. Oh my god. So you're back from outer space. I just walked in to find you here without that look upon. Oh my god, this is a great I version. I should have changed those fucking locks. I should have made you give your key. If I'd have known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Go on now. Get the fuck out. Um, oh, I'm also thinking it's from The Replacements, too. Oh, okay. They do a really funny scene. I won't play it because it's well, very right. visual. But Okay, pick. A underrated or, movie, too. Here, pick one. A or B. A or B. I have two on this page. Uh, B. Don't Speak by No Doubt. What a fucking iconic breakup song because in the band, Gwen Stefani and Tony Canal were actually dating when they wrote this album and they broke up and they still managed to remain bandmates Great throughout the entire... Oh, it's a beautiful video. And she sings to him in the video. Um, it hey, is... Don't don't date your band members. Don't date... Don't never. Shit, don't shit where you eat. It never works out. Never works out. And if you're gonna, so Kevin and I met at work, and as soon as we started dating, I quit. What's so that? Kevin and I met yeah. at Claim Jumper, and right. as soon as we started dating, I quit. Claim Jumper? I quit Claim Jumper oh. because I didn't want to work with someone I was dating. Oh. Huh. So I quit Claim Jumper and went and worked somewhere else because I didn't want to do that. Oh, I thought you guys worked. Okay. No, we worked together when we were flirting, yeah. but when we when we became like. I want to fucking be with you all the time. I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to go. It's too much. It's too much. People knew all my shit. Um, I Heard It Through the Grapevine is another one. Oh, God. This is all about cheating. Oops, sorry. I turned YouTube off. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, so this song's all about cheating. Um, it's from 1968. Oh, it's a Motown single. No, you don't have to play okay. it, but I do want you to play this one, Without You by the Dixie Chicks. Um, this one uh, is something that I have, um, I feel it in my soul when Natalie Maines sings this song. It is brutal. And actually, like, it, it brings tears to my eyes even now when I when I hear it. Um, oh, right. It's just the chicks now. It's just the chicks now because they got a lot of pushback from, from when they were the Dixie Chicks. A lot of political pushback. They're great, though. I fucking love the Dixie Chicks. I'm looking forward to 
Oh my god. Um, another one that's really great, and I think you're gonna really love this one, Robert, is "Roses" by Outkast. This is a dude breakup song. He calls this bitch. What's it called? Out "Roses" by Outkast on the Love Below album. It is um, pretty amazing. Uh, he calls out this bitch Caroline, um, and he is unapologetically frank. Sometimes cuties get away with bad behavior, but there are limits. And uh, we have to figure out a way to keep him in check. Oh, yeah. Mighty fine. So he's talking basically about this bitch who is hot. And she fucks with all the dudes. And it only causes you problems. And they're not worth your time. And he, and she, he basically in the chorus, he says, I know you like to think your shit don't stink. Now I hear the song. I know you like to think so, but go for real. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. That song, when I was growing up from 96, man, that is like a literal gut punch to, but the problem is the, the video for Unbreak My Heart, she's with her husband and she's happy and he gets on a motorcycle. It's Ty Diggs, by the way, who was like a hot model back in the day. God damn, he was handsome. He gets on a motorcycle and dies in a motorcycle crash. So the, the song, Unbreak My Heart, is more or less about her husband dying and not necessarily about a breakup. Can I get a little segue right there? It's a perfect segue. Please, one, uh, one album for me, at least, one band that really, I don't know, for some reason, just sucked my head. I keep coming back to it for breakups was Armor for Sleep. And they did a whole concept album. I think it might have been my girlfriend Michelle when this album came out. And I just remember the album's more about it's, it's a great concept album. It's it's um Pull up the Scientist by Coldplay while you're talking about this. What's that? Yeah, I will do that. So this song Truth About Heaven. Ooh. The whole album is, it starts off with called Car on the Water. The dude dies. Oh my God. And it's how he misses his, his whole album is how he like haunts his girl and how he wishes that he was with her. And this one is basically like, uh, what's the lyric? Um, here is a chorus. But it's also like there's a there's a other great line that's like uh, oh right here it's more about life too right right so this yeah this was very much a Robert God. Emo album for me. And even the first that album, sucks. too. That's a sad one. Underrated. Oh, yeah. Underrated Who is this? Band. Who is it? Armor for Sleep. Armor for Sleep. Okay. Love that band. Um, the Scientist Coldplay? by Coldplay. This oh, album, A Rush of Blood to the Head, came out right when I broke up with Aaron, or when he broke up with me. Um, I don't 
recognize this as a breakup song, but a lot of people do. Uh, nobody said it was easy. No one ever said it would be so hard. Take me back to the start are the lyrics. I always thought it was about death. Take it back to the fart? Is that what you thought To the fart. To the fart. To the start. start. Um, it, it, go to the chorus. Go to the chorus. Go to the chorus. breakup song to find a lot of people's 2000s. How many people have done their first dance to the song? I hope not many. Gross. Nobody said it was easy. I know, I know but God. it's like a pretty song. Like, it's I guess, beautiful. I guess little, some people Fix are going, I could oh, see. it's just a pretty song. I don't care about the lyrics. Well, how funny is it girl. that Yellow is what my sister sang at my wedding by Coldplay, but that is actually a beautiful song. Um, we're actually going to exit the podcast to the number one song um, not yet, but I want to get. I want you to get ready for it. Uh, the number one breakup song, but the one that you should listen to to pump yourself up, because these are all really sad. So um, we're gonna talk. We're just gonna end with that song. So I want just to reiterate to people: breakups fucking suck for everyone involved. The breaker, the breaky. Um, if someone is hurting you, if somebody is treating you badly, you need to get out of that relationship. But the next relationship you have, you need to work on yourself before you enter it. Make sure you're balanced and centered so you know what you want. I fucking hate you. I told you who to play. This is the song you told me, though. No, play the right one. Play the right one. Loving yourself changes who you attract. So in the next relationship... So good though. <laughs> you blew my wad. You blew my wad. Here's your shitty version. Go ahead. Before starting your next relationship, understand yourself better sexually and emotionally. Believe what people communicate them about themselves with their behavior. Avoid sex intimacy, seeking emotional intimacy by rushing to sex. Take more control over your own life. Put yourself in new situations. Remember, it is never easy to break up with someone, especially someone you genuinely love and care for. There is no way to avoid hurting someone's feelings or any painful feelings of loss you will go through, even though you knew for sure breaking up was the right thing to do. But we cannot live our lives trying to avoid the difficult shit. You will be okay, and so will they. Do not blame the relationship for your unhappiness, but do not end it because but do not not end it because you don't want to make someone unhappy. The benefits of being single. You can flirt as much as you want. You have space to focus on your own pleasure. You get the whole bed to yourself. You have no doubts about anything. 
You have room for self-reflection. You do not have to share food. Post-breakup reflections. What did I cherish about this relationship? What did I learn? How did I change? What do I need to do to mourn? What do I need to do to heal? What do I need in order to have closure? What pattern am I noticing? What am I doing in life that might be a pattern? How will my boundaries change? And how do I feel about myself? Divorce is okay. Breaking up is okay. Starting over is okay. Moving on is okay. Being single is okay. What's not okay is staying somewhere that you are not valued and appreciated. That is not okay. Please make sure that you are loved and appreciated. And you anyway, go, girl. Okay. Make sure you have uh, a lot of love in your life. Make sure you're with people who appreciate you and love you and value you. And please make sure that you are loving and honoring and appreciating the person that you're with because relationships take two people. Breakups suck, but they're inevitable, guys. So please make sure you take the time to heal. Uh, make sure you take the time to reflect on what has happened and, you know, sing it loud. Stay safe. Stay kind. And stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for the educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.